0: Far across the land and sea, U2, Utu, U2B, Utu Aguna. 5,000 miles away, a few Arsenal Bangalore fans come together to discuss all things Arsenal. Welcome to the Bangalore Gooners Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to a brand new episode of the Bangalore Gooners Podcast. This is Anjan, your host. Um, we have Jomi, Vivek, Vinay, and Anku with us today. This is episode four, and we'll be talking about contenders. Arsenal, have they been contenders? How long did we have to wait to contend for a league title or a top four spot or any other silverware? We'll go through um, <laughs> past seasons, um, see if we have you know shown the steel to in the hunt. we we'll talk to the guys about what could be done better so that you know we don't drop out of the race after christmas all right so um contenders um so guys uh, i mean you can you can jump in um when was the last time we actually uh, you know uh, fought it out you know till the end for the league title
1: i think if you go by just uh, by the way hi guys If you go by just league positions and if you say, uh, when was the last time, that was the Leicester winning season where we finished second. So, if you consider that as uh, contenders, that was the season we should have won the league. Uh, I think that was probably the only league season that I think we looked like winning. So, uh, from my perspective, when was the last time we looked like winning the league was I think 2007-8 after that i don't think so genuinely we look like winning the league so i think it's about 12 years since we looked like arsenal are going to be there or there about 16 was
2: 15 16 season is the exception to these 12 12 years I, i'm guessing um, most of us would say the same but i think even in the 09 08 season also i think we were up there around about feb <laughs> but yeah it was a, it was a grand unraveling after that But it's been a while since we've been genuine contenders for the league. We are under Wenger up until at least, weirdly enough, up until at least the FA Cup winning season. We were always there or thereabouts. It may be Feb. But once we started winning those FA Cups, I think because a lot of focus went on cup competitions, we were barely just about able to make top four. So,
0: Uh, do you think there is, you know, some sort of pattern that you could see, or um, I I mean, uh, uh, like we will be there till, um, like Jan, Feb, and then, you know, like you said, it starts to unravel. Is there some sort of pattern that we have been following, um, and we're not able to get out of that? uh, um, Get out of that?
2: Yeah. So I, I think after uh, the Invincibles and after the uh, run to the uh, Champions League finals. We've always been the squad that's been one, if not two, player short, and not signing that one, if not two players, is what is what mostly caused us to uh, go into a downward spiral in the last three months of the season. It's it's sad to say that now we are probably six or eight players short, but for the longest of longest of times, at least until the last three years of when we were always only one, or two player short. It could be a centre back, it could be a midfielder, it was a striker. When uh, Sanchez was going mad, we just didn't have a good enough striker up front. N- nothing against Giroud for the time that he was at Arsenal, but he was never going to be a 25-30 goal Do you
0: think uh, just that one player uh, you know, would have genuinely turned a fortune?
2: I, I think in the 08-09 uh, or the 10-11 season, if we had a better centre-back, if we had a better centre-midfielder, we could have probably won the league. Because was amazing, he had a three-goal season once, and we had Fabregas, and we had Rositski, and we had a club, but just that we could not keep it tight at the back. And well, for the longest time, how could you forget? We were playing with Almunia until until Chesney came through the ranks, and now we have Leno. But it was Almunia, and then Fabianski for what, at least three or four seasons there. And every one of those seasons, we could have used a better a better goalkeeper. Uh, I about...
1: if uh, Sorry, uh, if I need what in uh, in terms of the pattern that you asked. Uh, I think everybody who follows Arsenal from a long time realised that we always have the dreaded November-December or Jan-Feb, Feb, usually Feb. I think one of the reasons could be that uh, this was uh, the way Wenger looked at looked everything. Uh, he would be like, we go for all. Um, he would prioritise everything and he wanted to win everything. Uh, which usually considering the squad depth, and the kind of uh, frailness we had, the injuries I'm talking of, I think that was the re- that was one of the things that could have been smarter. I mean, if you remember what on Antonio Conte or Mourinho did, was they prioritised just the league at times. They said, we know we don't have the squad to win all. Uh, they would deliberately, I wouldn't say, but most of the times... Uh, not try to win all. Example, this season, Liverpool were not trying to win the FA Cup at any cost. They said we will not play, quite literally. So, maybe the priorities were not uh, aligned as per the squad. But I think if you look at the pattern, uh, we started crumbling physically and then obviously there are seasons where we crumbled mentally also. So, I think you can sense that priorities should have been on the league itself than looking at trying to be uh, in there, in all four, whereas we ended up with nothing.
0: And so, a quick uh, numbers on the uh, pattern that you mentioned. Uh, in November, we have an average point of 1.55 mm-hmm. 1. points per month. That is the uh, lowest. Uh, even in the December, uh, where the fixture congestion is um, higher, we mm-hmm. have an average yeah. of about 1.8, 1.8 uh, 8 points per game. So, yeah, November is the dreaded month. And it has been, uh, I think, for a while. I'm yeah. curious. November
3: always have been a dreaded month, as far as I remember. Arsenal being Arsenal, we always uh, start the league shakily. I mean, as far as I remember, last few seasons, it has been at times that we have lost this first game. So we start the season shakily, then we have a very good uh, September, October. Uh, month where we play extremely good, win all games, mostly get the maximum points. Then the dreaded November and December comes and we start to, uh, I mean, collapse. Having said that, I'm just, uh, what Vinay mentioned, I just disagree uh, with Vinay on one point. The thing of prioritizing one particular league or one particular tournament is something which I am not very okay with it. Because what I feel, if you are a top league team, if you are playing a top league, beat Arsenal, beat any other club, and if you are playing in multiple competitions, we have to give you 100% and you have to try to win each and every competition. Uh, you cannot think in a way that, okay, this season, league is our priority, so let's try to push more for the league. Or say we have already won the league last year, let's try to push for Champions League and let's not give too much importance to the FA Cups and the comes Cups. So, yeah, I am not very okay with it. Having said that. Jomi, your thoughts on this? Any trophy is good. That's what I want to say. I think uh,
1: in that I would just like to say this. Uh, even the best team of recent memory, if at all, all of us have, was the Invincibles. And the Invincibles underachieved. They won just the league. And uh, you need to realise that was the best Arsenal squad we have had in a long, long time physically, mentally, everything and even the best squad that we had I'm not talking just the playing 11, the squad, anybody could fit in Uh, they couldn't win anything except the league, although uh, we went unbeaten, so you realise, Arsenal never had the squad depth to go ahead, yes, it's in in an ideal world, um, if you were to say now, you can say Man City can go for everything, but uh, Arsenal, even the best of squads that we're talking of um, when I say squad, it's about 25 people, uh, I really don't think so we could, uh, we were very very good when we won the double, uh, simply because uh, we had this kind of, literally the special players that you could look at, but other than that, I don't think so we ever had a squad where we can win the Champions League and the league, never.
4: Alright, uh, I don't know if you ever contenders, right, so for a long time, Uh yeah, we, we see. Winning football is just not all about uh, playing the right way, playing good football. I mean, you, you got to do a lot of things, right? You you got to f- do a lot of work off the pitch. Uh, you got to recruit. Um, you got to have plans for each each game, and you got to have a fit team. I, I I don't know if we we. Um, um, we did have all these three points ticked in most of the um, um, seasons ever since we've moved to uh, Emirates. Um, so, yeah, the last uh, probable season that I, I think we were very close where well, yeah, the 2008-09-09-10. 9, 9, I mean, which season was that? Uh, that uh, we were very close and then the injuries happened. The problem is every season we have reasons, um, we blame it on something, uh, saying, if not this, we could have won, if not that, we could have won. And a lot of times it's because of injuries. But, but the fact also is that not a lot of uh, big teams uh, were as good as our teams. Um, We only had to challenge uh, United and Chelsea for a long, long time uh, till City started coming up, uh, then Spurs, Liverpool um, and then the rest followed. So um, ever since uh, you had other teams also playing well, I don't know if we even uh, tried uh, uh, to compete for the league, uh, I'm just going to look at the league. I'm not even going to talk about Champions League. Uh, I don't know. We've got what one European title till date, or two. I don't know. So uh, yeah, one, so one. If, uh, I, uh, let's not even talk about Europe, right? So um, the league is important, and um, um, yeah, to to I don't know if we even tried to compete in the last. Uh, uh, three, four, five years. Uh, our, our, yes, Wenger would have laughed and told that uh, it's important to be in the top four. Yes, it is important to be in the top four with, with our situation. But, but ever since we've been in the top four, um, we've literally taken that as a trophy. And and. And, and even today, what do we want to achieve? We want to achieve only the top four because we, we are out of top four today. And, and we just somehow want to be in the top four um, uh, even today. So, um, I don't know, it's been a long time uh, since I've seen us competing and, and, and competing not just on the football pitch, on a match day is what, what is needed from a big club. A big club needs to compete on all fronts. That's That's my take.
0: Okay, so uh, a couple of points uh, which you, you know, brought up. Uh, There's this uh, style of play that you mentioned and also the, uh, you know, injuries. Uh, So, guys, um, I I think Vivek mentioned about, you know, one or two players missing out. But uh, given our history with the injuries, do you think that, you know, we did not have the necessary backup when the main players got injured or?
3: Uh, Just to add in here, I uh, wanted to ask this question to... Uh, you guys for quite some time. <clears throat> I think this is the uh, right time for it. Since you have all have been following Arsenal before me. So, do you think, okay, this might be a controversial question, but do you think the building of a new stadium uh, could have been probably postponed it to say for a year or so? Probably that would have helped us in having some money, eventually buying those one or two players and. Probably that would have helped us, winning us the league, say back in 7 or 9 Do you think that we moved into the big uh, new stadium little too early? Probably would have waited for a year or two?
1: I don't think so. I think, I think it was aptly yeah. done. Uh, because it was not just a replacement of one or two players. I think we replaced almost an entire squad. Uh, we let go of uh, some of our biggest players. So I don't think so the timing was anything wrong, it was actually right and I always say uh, I'm a big Wenger fan uh, and I always say I think his greatest years for us was not just the initial years, I think it was between 06 to 11 where I think the squad overachieved consistently being top 4. I don't think so there should be a problem with uh, the timing of the move. Uh, Was it worth it? Could Highbury have been retained and made bigger? That's a different question. I don't think so. Timing had anything to do with
2: this. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I, I think we needed to move to the new stadium because Chelsea were up and coming under the Abramovic We needed some kind of funds, right? And the only way to do that... Uh, till date, because biggest revenue is ticket sales. So, you can imagine back then.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, after moving uh, to Emirates, I think we had, you know, one or two uh, close uh, seasons, uh, if you will. Uh, so if you know that had turned out in our favour, uh, I don't think nobody would have. Uh, I mean, anybody would question the uh, uh, Emirates move. We would have won the league. Uh, yeah, we yeah. would have
1: won the league. 07-08, oh, but for that Birmingham game, Eduardo's injury and then uh, Cliche's last last penalty, Gallus acting like I I don't know what. But then we would have won that. But i don't think so the stadium had anything to do with it. i don't think so moving to a bigger stadium most cu- most clubs would have done it arsenal did it brilliantly in that way
2: yeah i mean I, I think it's 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 all about that right so every time we used to go into jan the squad the squad used to be already in in wenger's favorite towards the red zone but we never did much to bring in that player in jan just to give the squad that additional boost we we never really signed utility players the kind of players that have proven very important for the likes of City, let's say, uh, in, the, in the form of Delft here and there. Uh, uh, Liverpool, Milner, my God, he, he is the ultimate utility player. But we always shied away from buying that utility player <clears throat> during the seasons when we were there or thereabouts at least for eight months. Uh, well, not at least for six out of the nine months of league. Uh, that, that, I think, was a very crucial thing that we missed. Was it Wenger? Was it was it the board? That debate's always going to go on. Was it both of them together? But yeah, we just were always shy of that one play, and I think it cost us a lot, but at least see the three in the game.
1: I think um, in terms of buying, uh, um, let's agree that Wenger was stubborn on uh, buying in Jan, and the availability of players in Jan is very tough. Uh, most clubs don't sell. Uh, I think Ashavin was the only exception because it was desperate. But uh, I think some of the names that we missed out uh, in Jan, who could have probably won us the league. Uh, I think we missed out on Gary Cahill for just five million from Bolton when he went to Chelsea in nice Jan. Uh, <laughs> a centre back which we were begging for. Uh, Mark Schwarzer for about half a million more. We did not million.
2: half a million. million, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, half a million we couldn't pay for Mark Schwarzer, and we were struggling for a goalkeeper. I think these are ones I think where you couldn't probably blame the, uh, blame the board. I think um, it's it's just got to do with the fact that uh, Wenger doesn't like uh, doing deals in Jan. He doesn't deal with uh, um, all these agents at all. He always said, I mean, it's just not Wenger. I mean, or some of the old uh, traditional managers, even uh, Ferguson, for all what it is, never entertained uh, uh, agents. He did pay over the top, uh, but uh, he wouldn't entertain agents. So I think some of those uh, deals could have happened. I mean, the recent podcast when uh, Seth said about uh, uh, buying Xavi Alonso, I think, uh, I was like, why on earth wouldn't you buy him? I mean, he was one of the best players you could wish to have in the sentiment field uh, which we, we never, never replaced Vieira, let's be honest. Uh, Gilberto was not Vieira, and we never good, could have got it. But you had a deep-lying uh, midfielder in Xavi Alonso. Uh, yeah, These are ones we can always look at, but I still maintain the same that uh, Arsenal's priority should have been just the league, because that is where we had our best chance. And Jomi was right when he says, we were not competing against too many teams. United, most first half of Wenger's uh, time, 10 years, and then it was Chelsea once the Abramovich era came. Uh, So I think if you are fairly certain that you're going to be top four, I think we never doubted that we'll be top four till the last few seasons. Uh, I think the league was just between three clubs. And uh, we could have won it at least a couple more times, for sure.
3: No, but that, that did affect our funds quite so much. That uh, That's the reason I asked. I mean, but okay, fair uh, point. So,
4: so, so, this is a very tricky question. It all depends upon... It's It's like these stocks that we have, right? I mean, you don't have a loss un- until you sell it, right? So, um, your portfolio mm-hmm. might be low, but, but uh, until you... S- sell it you can't say that you have a loss so um you you could have still brought players I mean um, you could have brought players uh, see it's, it's all if and buts now you could have brought players we could have won leagues league titles because we would have brought players or we retained players and and because we won leagues we could have had more followers more, more uh, merchandise sales more tickets uh, see, you can keep on saying if and but, uh, I, I don't think it's it's because of that. I think the ideology was um, we wanted to play that new style and to play that new style you needed pace, you needed uh, those kids with energy and, and you, you saw a spark in a few players and you thought it will work. It did work, um, you know, that first two, three seasons showed that it does work and then that, that became a confidence. I, I do not know if Wenger became more confident, but yeah, you don't have to say that the stadium was the reason why uh, we failed. We could have still done it. Uh, we could have still managed 5, 10, 15, 20 million loss and then managed it with, with league wins every year. I mean, that's how I would say. I think.
2: Yeah I, I think uh, Jomi makes a very valid point. Wenger achieved so much greatness that I think in his own great way he became stubborn. He thought he would be able to, I think he wanted mm-hmm. to prove the entire world wrong. He loved proving the world wrong. Mm-hmm. We all know what he said when the one season we tried to go unbeaten. We didn't. The world mocked him. We did go unbeaten two seasons later. I think that's a very strong characteristic in Wenger. He, his way is what he will always think is right. And if not for that Mark Schwartz's signing, my brother, we would have won the league that season. No doubt about that. The amount Almunia um, kind of messed it up for us in the second half of the season was surreal.
0: Yeah, all right. Uh, so, um, you know, coming back to uh, style of play, um, so, uh, you know, Wenger, uh, you know, revolutionized. Uh, we, you know, we know all that. Uh, you know, he brought in this style of play too. Um, where you know quick passing, all those things. Uh, so uh, you know once the team the other teams you know got used to that um, maybe we didn't have a midfield enforcer to uh, sit back away from home. so uh, so I mean do you think the style of play again affected uh, assuming you know we had uh, certain players going forward but not you know sitting back. When you say style of
1: play, I mean, are you saying that uh, in terms of winning the league or uh, the top four? Uh,
0: I mean, like you said, the top four was, you know, a given except for the last few seasons. So I, I, I would, you know, still put um, winning the league in context.
1: I don't think so. Wenger would have changed. Wenger, uh, Vivek is right. I mean, we, till Wenger was there, there was only one way he was going to win the league. Uh, the players, the personnel may have changed I mean uh, even the last season, the last game if you remember when uh, I think we won it what against Burnley 5-1 or something even then they, we were still playing the expansive game uh, that, that was never going to change he would not have two holding midfielders next to one another uh, or uh, a 3-5-2 ever uh, that's, that was not going to happen uh, so I don't think so. The style of play would have changed if we go a little further after Arsene. Uh, if you're looking at Emery, or if you're looking right now with uh, your uh, Arteta, uh, we had this on podcast one. Uh, I'm not even sure what Arteta was trying, nor Freddy was just damage control. So if you're looking at Emery, um, Emery, I mean, I don't know. I mean, seriously, I, I do have uh, a little bit of sympathy for him, but uh. They, they, we were we were clueless uh, most of the time after Arsene left uh, Arsene may have left that legacy in such a way that we are expected to play like that, but nobody has been able to stamp anything on this uh, football club once he has left so the style of play, we haven't had a style of play people want us to play that way only because we are just used to that from the last 20 plus years
2: yeah, I, I think um, Ateta is going to look to resurrect some kind of style of play. I don't think it's going to mimic Wenger. I think it'll be a little more along the lines of Pep, which is completely uh, possession-based and uh, Tiki Taka. But yeah, I mean, maybe in two years' time, uh, we we would have uh, an established style of play.
3: Uh, just to chip in here, since you guys uh, both mentioned about the uh, style of play and how Arsene was kind of stubborn in uh, not I mean he was not open to change his style of play so do you think uh, uh, in the transfers also uh, we bought a certain kind of players who did not uh, suit the style of a play of the play which uh, Arsene wanted to play and uh, what went wrong that uh, a guy like Arsene who is a footballing genius who knows what style of play he wants to play and he has so much uh, depth about the game, uh, why did such players even end up joining the club who eventually did not fit the style of play at all and had to be sold out either at a loss or at a... I
2: mean, if, if we're talking about players that uh, that we signed during Wenger's reign, Wenger had all the, same the players that we signed. He, if we are going to say that we didn't buy players that he wanted maybe i'm sure there's some truth to it but we never bought a player that he didn't want so that, one of those players that, players that way only i'm saying
3: out. vivek if, if we all know that Bengal had a say in the players which he bought so if he knew there's a certain style of play which he wants to play so he would have obviously said yes to that player because he would have thought about it and he would have known that this player would eventually Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it didn't happen so was that some players commitment issue or was that some training issue or was it something else that's what I wanted to know I mean your point of view
2: I I think he he misjudged some players which is quite normal, every coach misjudges players, you you don't get 100 or 100 right Alex Ferguson has had absolutely terrible signings, Cleverson, who can ever forget that Right, and then Wengar's had a I check. have two
0: words for uh, you, uh, Vivek Start DNA, exactly. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, but Stat DNA was towards later, uh, the later years of Venga Yeah, Stat
3: DNA was, uh, was the later, right?
2: Yeah, so uh, everything was his own scouting, was his own trusted scouts, scouting, uh, be, be, it, Tamak, be it uh, uh giving Almonia playing time over and over again, uh, persisting with Dalin Dele- Danielson. De um, I mean the list never ends right I, I think he hoped for success especially in the young players because he wanted to prove the world that he could do it with absolutely uh, inexperienced players the, the age group of 19 to 25 it didn't come to fruition probably because we didn't have that 20 year old player that could take us through till the end
0: See, again it's all uh, you know interdependent um, the kind of players that we bring in uh, the style of play the manager plays with those players um yeah the, the the opposition uh you know we playing at home uh, in a certain way we playing uh, away from home in a certain way uh so do you think the uh, you know overall club you know business model or whatever you call it that impacted the players that you know we scouted um, a lot of players i'm sure you know we used to say uh we were you know this close to signing uh Ronaldo, um, I don't know, even maybe Messi also. So maybe the uh, overall club uh, model and prevented us to get some of the players. And uh, if you know, they, they might have helped us.
4: So so uh, I mean, when you want to bring in players, you you want to make sure that you bring in players that that challenge the top players. Now, if you bring in players, uh, telling them that you you're cheap. And you fit into the system. They'll always think of themselves as cheap players. Now, now, what happens with that is you need players in the club to, to be competing, to 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 uh, to trying to be, to achieve um, something greater than the other ones. I don't know if if these players that we had over the years, um, if they wanted to prove something to the other players. They, they all. Uh, like the system they wanted to be well taken care of which they were they wanted to be paid okay which they were they wanted to be at a big club which they were and um, they had a father who uh, managed them well and and uh, what more you need and then and, uh, and when they didn't like the system they wanted to leave and go uh, for better clubs. so um, I don't know if that that's an ideal uh, a situation for a club uh, to be in with these players because we need players to be competing. Leicester. Uh, I was surprised with them winning the league right a few years back, and I'm even more surprised that they've maintained that level with the kind of players that they have at their club even today. This season has been amazing, and it's just because those players want to achieve something. They want to. They want to compete. They want to. They want to do something great. I'm not saying Leicester is a small club, but then um, see what what they do at that club with their players, irrespective of the managers that have changed. Yes, they've they're lost too, but uh, but but they've maintained that. Uh, levels and, and and it's it's very surprising to see that from a club like leicester and not at a club like arsenal so if, uh, yeah I, i've always been surprised that we've not been able to maintain uh, competitiveness we've not been able to f- get players to want to win even even today even the last two seasons after emery came i never liked our celebrations with the goal i, I don't know what's that hug all about right i mean it, it's it's like a sponsored hug after a goal goes in um, that's that's the only club where where somebody scores and then they need to call players to come and hug and and, and there is no um, there's no feeling in that hug that hug is just uh, mimicked that hug is just rehearsed I don't know what to say and and with Arteta coming in it's 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 the same I, I don't know if they if they if all the players in the team even enjoy somebody scoring. It's like a training session where somebody scored and then they've been told, yes, you got a hug, so you hug. But then there are games, then there are some games where those emotions come out. And I, and I feel very sad that that's not the case every single game. It's a football club. We got to win.
1: I think uh, what Jeremy is trying to say, or uh, i just like to add to that is, uh, the fear of places uh, was not there. You you could take your place granted even if you had a bad game. Uh, I think probably the only two people uh, players I mean were uh, sent off after a period of time when they were really poor was Alex Song on loan and Ebue. Uh, who was literally sold to Galatasaray? I think I'm not sure where he went. Uh, but other than that, even if you had a stinker this game, uh, you are fairly certain you're going to play next Saturday. Again, I go back to the squad depth uh, and also the fact that uh, some of these players just knew that in the back of their mind that uh, the boss would uh, take care of them, shield them in front of uh, the media, and make sure that they are uh, well their egos are massaged in a way where it says it's okay you do have these odd days where you have a bad game we still believe in you which is a nice thing honestly but at times you have to take the other way around and literally frankly idle world uh, in today's world is very unlikely however tell them that you had a bloody stinker and you just don't deserve to start remember uh David Beckham's story about uh, the shoe being flung and he having a cut. Cart- and uh, all that stuff. Uh, Van Nistrooy and Ferguson had a huge uh, history as well, which forced Van Nistrooy to leave uh, United for Real Madrid. The fact is, those are top players we are talking of. And if they left, that you must had an absolute stinker. Uh, that would have never happened at Arsenal. Wenger was the fatherly figure for these guys and that has also got to do with their ages. He would be like, I need to protect them from the world. And he would extract some great performances. Sess, for example, is a great example. Uh, Adibayar had a great season. Knowing his ego and tantrums, he was he had great couple of seasons before he left us. So, it all depends. But I think there was no fear. And if you're running a fear, uh, football club without fear, then uh, it becomes tough. You're, you're hoping that things fall uh, in place all the time. That's the ideal world we are talking.
0: Now, do you think you know the players uh, took ad- advantage of the fact that uh, they would play week in week out irrespective of absolutely.
1: <laughs> when when was the last time you had a player being dropped? Very unlikely. I think um, mm-hmm. let's let's go to one of my personal favorite players, uh, Alexis Sanchez. Alexis was finally benched. Uh, literally, or else I think they would have, they would have revoked it. People uh, just taking the celebration angle here, even when he scored, remember, people wouldn't go and celebrate with him. He was an isolated figure in the team. It had come to that and only then he was benched, not completely dropped. And I think... Yeah, I think it was yeah, Liverpool player, player, he, really came, he came back in the second half after we conceded three or four in the first 20 minutes. I think... Benga went back to his only player because he knew he was the player who could win a game for him. But at times, you will have to look at it and say, I will have to sacrifice. There is no way uh, I can allow this player to continue playing in week-in, week-out. Alexis may be a wrong example because for all his tantrums, he would still have moments in the game. But I'm just talking about players took it took, it, uh, took the advantage. This was the ideal, ideal place for these guys. They wouldn't have managed. I mean, do you really think the same uh, players would have been able to do that at, uh, at say, a City or a, even even under Klopp right now? No chance.
3: I think more so, uh, what you mentioned Vinay, uh, I think this continued uh, until uh, Unai's time also. I mean, under Unai also, there were a few players who yeah, had kind of a uh, free pass <laughs> to play every game. No,
1: I'm just telling. <laughs> Gunther is yeah, definitely think, not yeah, fine. I think Mikel so. at, least, at least seems to be putting his foot down.
3: Yeah, so some. I was about to come to this. Mikel and even uh, Freddy, for although I know it was a damage control and he managed a handful of games, but he did... Mm-hmm. Uh, do the same with Ozil. Remember, just yeah, because he celebrated yeah. wildly, he was dropped for the next game, irrespective of what. And same is the case with Mikhail. So, something am yeah. thinking changing. Uh, let's see how does, how much does it work. I just hope it doesn't turn out foul. I mean, the uh, the players should not show their ego way too much and start asking to leave for. I mean, after getting dropped for few games because of disciplinary issue or whatsoever. Yeah. Wenger, definitely had this. Uh, if I'm not wrong, I think Shesney or Jack who had that uh, smoking Chesney. issue, uh, where they were found smoking in some event uh, or something, but they still went dropped. They were, I think, given a warning or something, and they still uh, made no, I it to the for next it back the next time. I think is. even Jack had some smoking issue. Maybe wrong. Yeah, I'm he was smoking in the
0: shower mm-hmm. after the
2: Sun defeat. Um,
0: Yeah, I'm sure, I mean, uh, a lot of other clubs who have, you know, successfully won uh, their respective titles uh, also had disciplinary issues with the players. Uh, But how far that affected the, uh, you know, overall uh, morale, performance, um, I'm not
1: sure. Anjan, uh, just an example for that was uh, Mancini and Tevez. Tevez was dropped. Tevez was the talisman for Man City under Mancini. He did call him back and he did win him a couple of games, the… the first time they won the league, uh, Tevez was there, but he dropped him. It was a training issue between the manager and it was publicised. The best thing about Arsenal is there are no back page stories. They are the model club. We don't get those stories. It's not like there won't be stories. They're, the the PR and the way they handle the club is fantastic in those things. Uh, but yeah, Tevez as an example, uh, Balotelli again. yeah, yeah we had examples politically good. as well
3: yeah talking about Arsenal the whole issue which we heard happened with uh, Gwendozy uh, at Dubai training we never got to know what happened what got we just got to know something happened and for that Gwendozy was dropped in that way the club is doing yeah. well so
0: um, do you think the um, board of directors the chairman uh, those guys have a say or you know again the profit model uh, comes into question So are those, you know, somehow uh, directly connected to performances, the players, the transfers uh, and ultimately um, the results?
3: To some extent, yes. I feel so. I don't know what others will say, but yeah, I think so it does affect.
1: I I didn't get the question again, Anjan, one more time.
0: Yeah, so, um, you know, the uh, board of directors, the chairman um, having a say in uh, transfers, say uh, not not your day-to-day um, uh, you know, bargain buys, but at least uh, those um, you know crossing a certain um, price limit. Uh, so, I, I mean, one thing comes to my mind is the uh, Suarez one. Not sure if it was you know completely Wenger's doing or if we had any uh, limited budget for that. And uh, I mean, did that directly affect? Uh, you know, the transfer strategy, the uh, players being brought in and, uh, you know, we competing. Uh,
1: I think, I think if you're looking at uh, the owners from an Arsenal perspective, uh, I don't think so. They interfere as much as people think they do. Uh, You need to remember Stan Kronke. He's a very successful businessman. Uh, He has um, uh, multiple sports clubs under him. Uh, Some very successful, some not. Uh, so you are looking at a businessman running a sports club. So he will look at uh, profits. Uh, he is going to say, uh, if if you expect me to invest X amount, I'm going to expect X plus out of this. Uh, so all these things that uh, they, uh, the people saying like, oh, kronke out, or we should have had uh, uh, Usmanov or anything because he has the money. Um, I, I really don't think so they get down to such levels. They run it like a corporate. Uh, right now you see all these uh, fancy designation and titles that people have. Uh, so many new names and so many new designations. We all, I think we are still contemplating that director of football also. Uh, so I don't think so the Cronkies the are ever going to change. This is how they're going to run it. As long as Arsenal, the brand is working for them, they will. Uh, the moment it's not going to work for them, they are going to just uh, sell it to the highest bidder. Uh, the only fact is, uh, Arsenal is very lucrative. Uh, it's still one of the safest bets that they have in terms of their investments. Uh, Arsenal will never uh, have them shortchanged in most things. I think they will be that's their safety safety net. So, I don't think so. The business model or their involvement is as much as it's made to be. It's like they delegate work to people and they expect them to carry it out. That's it. So, I don't think so. transfers has got anything to do with it. Our budget will be, basically, we are a self-sustaining club and uh, whatever investments that the board will do, they will have a cap on it. Like it or not, I don't think so. we will ever be able to compete with uh, Man City or a Chelsea or even a United uh, in the foreseen future.
0: You know, I mean, do you think the self-sustaining model uh, is uh, also a cause uh, for, you know, uh, us not contending? Uh, and, I mean, I mean, would you have taken a punt like, okay, let me uh, splurge some uh, amount on, you know, so-and-so players uh, and let me see if it returns? I would have. Uh, I think
1: David Dean left us uh, around the time when he realized uh, one of his most famous statements was... Uh, they are having a tank at West London uh, and firing uh, notes at us, literally, uh, something on those lines. When he said Brownwich was literally bankrolling uh, almost everything in the Premier League. I think we should have... Um, I think we put all the eggs in one basket when we go for these kind of high-profile transfers. Um, Ozil, for an example. Um, so if you were to have asked me, uh, would you have put all of that under to Luis Suarez or an Ozil, I love Ozil, I love him more than uh, Suarez but I would have put it on Suarez uh, simply because he would have won us the league and still left us. Uh, Ozil wouldn't have won you the league. He would have won you the league if you had a striker in front of him, Giroud. Uh, so, the ultimate thing is Arsenal needs to win uh, the league. So, yes, I would have taken the punt. We Remember, we haggled over, I don't know, two million on Hazard. Before he went to Chelsea, uh, why would you not have bought Hazard? We scouted him from his Leal days. Uh, everyone know, knew that he was going to come here, uh, except I think when he did not. Uh, for a couple of million, Hazard would have won us a league. Uh, so it it all depends on how you look at it. I think some of those punts that we took, the last one was, uh, which was that we paid 50 some million for Obama uh, Yank this time. Uh, Aubameyang is not going to win you the league. Uh, if he had a team behind him, uh, yes, he would have won the league because you have probably the best striker in the league right now, uh, along with Aguero. So yeah, I mean, punts were taken, but I think most of them did not work as well as we were hoping. Suarez and Hazard being missed, was, I, I really can't even fathom that, that we, left. we did not buy them.
0: Yeah, what's in the past is, you know, in the past. Uh, so, I mean, what do you think um, we need to do uh, to, you know, actually contend? Uh, when I say that, uh, I am talking about the Premier League because, yeah, I mean, we've, we've won cups uh, uh, most recently too. They pick up and I am not sure how far we are away uh, from, you know, competing in the uh, Europe uh, Europe, comp- Europe competitions as well. So, uh, what, what does it take, uh, do you think? For us to challenge and you know contend for the Premier League title.
1: If you're asking me,
0: uh, if
1: you ask me on this day, 2020, whatever the date, April 10th, uh, will Arsenal win the league in the next three years? I can outright tell you no. Uh, they won't win the league in the next three years, come what may. I told this, uh, I think, after the 16th season also. That was the only season I think I just said we are going to win it simply because I think most squads were that poor. Uh, and I think we, when we bought Czech, I thought that's it, that was the missing jigsaw. But after that, I have never said we will and I don't think so we will win in the next three years as well. Uh, top four, I think we, are, we have a chance, every season we have a chance. Um, it's just that uh, our revamp or what we are going to buy needs to be what Mikel has in mind in terms of the structure, in terms of the playing style. Uh, Because I mentioned this earlier also uh, We are going to lose our strikers We are likely to lose Torreira Uh, I think he has Addressed the centre back situation Well in advance which is a great thing Uh, How long will Leno stay I am not sure Uh, So it's a big Revamp, will we get a top 4 Next season, no Um, But I think following season We should realistically be there So 5 six players, simple. Uh, names can be any, but uh, we need to scout strikers and central midfielders now, uh, else we're going to struggle next season. Also,
4: you know what? With with, with the um, squad, right? I, I I want us to compete. I mean, um, I don't care if we don't win the league as long as we are competing. And when we say compete, uh, we we we. we we play beautifully. We play um, against the top teams and and, and get any players uh, that can help us, right? I mean, uh, you, you have players out there. Uh, but, but the reality is, um, not just the manager is going to help you. Um, the Leicesters do happen. Those, those kind of clubs do win, but they can't do it on a consistent basis. That's why they do it once in their lifetime. Um, so, f- that does not hold always right now in in football you got to have a mixture of uh, a good blend between the manager the players uh, and and the support staff and and the board right So, um, uh, so somewhere we are lacking in in all these departments um, so uh, with the players uh, maybe one one place where we can always blame and we, we have a full knowledge or understanding on is the players we we, we, we know who is available and 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 uh, to what extent we've gone I mean we've spent a lot of money on on, on a unknown player technically last year right <laughs> Um, I mean, we could have probably used um, lesser than that money for a well-known player, and and why didn't we do that? Those are questions that cannot be answered by us, uh, and we would never know those answers. But we need, like Vinay said, I, I don't know. I mean, the scouting, the the scouting, the 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 lookout for players needs to change. Their attitude needs to change. There are a lot of players that do well. We we just need to get those blend of players in. Uh, to make us compete, uh, it's not always necessary that all the uh, good players. You don't need to buy Messis and Ronaldo's, right? I mean, that's not always needed. You don't have to. You can always get a cheaper version and a better version of them. Uh, but but you just got to do the job right.
0: I mean, we have yeah, like we you know previously discussed, we missed out on uh, utility players who might have you know at least taken us closer, I believe. Ankur, your uh, thoughts on this? I would agree
3: most of it with what Jomi and Vinay said. What I would uh, like to add here is, I mean, to be very honest, I am one of those optimistic ones who still feel that we would be able to retain either of Oba or Laka. If not both of them, then one definitely would be able to retain for the next season. Uh, So, currently now, I think someone mentioned here that uh, we never ever replaced uh, Vieira. That is something which I also completely agree with and I think that is the first position we should prioritize about. I know it has been years where we have have been talking about not having a striker, we have been talking about not having a defender, not having a goalkeeper. I think as of now, looking at the current squad which we have, Defensive midfielder is something which should be prioritized. I mean, prioritized, it should be the first choice for sure. I know we cannot attract huge names. Uh, someone like a Fabinho or someone who have, comes from a smaller league with a lower money should be the top priority. Uh, in terms of squad players also, I think we have kind of a good bench strength now especially after looking at the youngsters, how they have been faring up, uh, be it Martinelli, be it Nelson, be it Willuck. So yeah, and yes, it will take time. Definitely we are not the contenders for the next five years, I would say, not even three years. Uh, top four, maybe, but uh, challenging the league is, I mean, I will always. Being a firm believer of something that it will things will take time. If things are going at the right pace, uh, it will take time and we as a fans, we should give time. I mean, things were looking completely out of place under Unai. That's why we somehow were against it completely. But if things are looking positive under Mikel, I think we have to give him at least two seasons to for sure. And let's see how it fares up. And it also depends on how the other clubs do. I mean, I know Liverpool, we are all talking about Liverpool, how great they are. Players like Salah, Mane, they will leave. After that, how Liverpool fares up in similar way, how the other rival clubs line up. So, if they also deteriorate, but we have a good chance, so that increases our chances as well.
0: Um, like you mentioned, even if Asala or Romani uh, leaves them, uh, I mean, whatever has happened this season, if it had not, um, they would have won the league, and I mean, they would have, frankly, uh, would not have mind uh, minded um, one of them uh, going to a, um, you know, Real Madrid or Barcelona. Similar to what Vinay said, if we had Juarez or uh, someone that could, you know, help us win the league, and they can. You know, I mean, we would be happy to sell or uh, in such a situation, they would have, uh, you know, uh, extended with us only. No, no, that I
3: agree. Uh, the, the reason I mentioned these points because we are talking about future. I mean, what needs to be done next. Currently, as of now, if you ask me, does Liverpool have a hand-in-hand uh, replacement ready for any of the big three? No. They, according to me, they don't even have a Henderson replacement as such. So, if players like these leave from Liverpool, Liverpool will be a weaker opposition than what they are currently now. So, probably we would edge a little bit higher up the ranks, where we are now at eight. Similar might be the case for Chelsea. Man City, I feel, is definitely going to be looking at their bench strength, looking at the players they are going to buy. Looking at their academy players, Man City will be amongst the top ranks for a few years down the line for sure. Other clubs, I'm not very sure about that. So, in that way, if things, if you are lucky enough, then probably these clubs also might have few difficult transfer windows, which might eventually help us challenging for the I, league. Is I, I really
1: don't think so. We can uh, compete against Liverpool even if they lose. Uh... Two of the three that uh, Ankur mentioned, I think they may lose uh, Mane or Salah. Uh, Firmino hasn't had uh, too many uh, suitors. Uh, remember, his clause is on um, 85 million or something as uh, his breakaway clause, uh, and all that stuff. Uh, I don't think so, and I think they are scouting quick. Uh, Liverpool is an attractive proposition now. Uh, they are going to be in the Champions League. They won it a couple of years back. Just uh, they're going to be in the league this season. Uh, so I think they're an attractive proposition. Tino Werner, uh, one of the names scouted they also said they could be looking at uh, Sancho. Uh, again, English kid. Uh, some may say overhyped. I, I always think most English players are overhyped, uh, but uh, maybe he's the real deal. I don't know. But Liverpool do move in quick and they will pay over the odds and players will come. So, I think they are a more attractive proposition. Um, Chelsea's loan systems, the one we all mocked, City and Chelsea have taken the, uh, the same uh, way of doing it. Loaning out a lot of players and then recalling them when they almost mature to an extent where they can come and produce the goods. So, I think they have that model. Arsenal's uh, realistic top four ambitions are going to be uh, between the likes of United, Spurs and us um, so I think if you look, ask me uh, Spurs are going to go down uh, more and more uh, they are riding on individual brilliance of uh, a Kane and maybe some a couple more players like uh, Son and all that stuff but I think it's going to be between us and United and again, United have the financial power so Arsenal realistically must be hoping to unearth players that are not really well known to take that fourth position. I think the top three for the next couple of seasons is more or less going to be between those three clubs only.
4: We are going to find it tough to win the league. So if, um, uh, get the top four, get the right players in uh, top four, and then then we can look forward. I mean, we have to go. Um, one one thing at a time because uh, we've fallen down a lot um, so it's not like those small kids that they fall and they start running right so uh, every fall helps you to run so uh, we, 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 we've fallen from uh, from a place where we were supposed to be flying so uh, it is going to take time um, things will change but hopefully um I mean, I, I don't know if you're going to be competing with United, uh, Spurs. Um, um, yeah, only time, will see. Uh, if those clubs go down or, or, or we will have to be fighting with other clubs. I was really hoping to see where Leicester um, would have um, uh, finished the season had the season um, gone on. Um, because I really wanted to see um, whether we could... Um, Give them the fight that they they were missing the whole season. Give the fight. Get the players in. I, I think we can uh, do a lot better. First top four. Once the top four is in, we can then look at uh, leagues and, and Champions Leagues and FA Cups and a lot more other stuff.
0: Alright. So, um, that is the verdict. Um, looks like um, we will be uh, you know waiting for a long time to... Uh, you know, get that title, uh, but uh, you know personally, I think um, I, I think we're still a season or two away from uh, even contending. Um, uh, I mean, again, depends on the players that we retain. Uh, seeing that uh, many uh, out of contract, many are you know, on on the verge of you know um, finishing their contract. So yeah, it, it all depends on that. Uh, but I think we will. We're still a season under two uh, away from contending. Um, top 4, again, we missed out uh, by a solitary point with Emery uh, and I'm not sure how it would have turned out this season, um, you know, with different dynamics. Uh, so, I, I think we could still uh, get into a top 4 next season. Um, but then the other uh, 1, 2, even 3 spots are still a fair bit of um, points and years away.
1: Advice to Mikhail Arteta. Next season, top 4, you want Mikhail? Thomas
0: Partey and the
3: striker? I mean, maybe retain uh, Oba. Uh, if we can retain Thomas. either of Oba Thomas and Partey. Laka and get a defensive midfielder, I think we are. Yeah, Thomas Partey maybe. Because uh, of all the negativity around Laka we had this season, how terribly he has been playing this season, I still believe that a player might have a bad season. And yes, Laka wouldn't give you 30 goals a season like Oba does. But Laka will definitely give you 15 to 20 goals. If we lose both of them, then we, it will be very difficult for us to get someone who can give you even 20 goals. So I feel if, I mean, realistically, it, it looks as that Oba will leave. If Oba leaves and if we are able to somehow keep Laka, and we get, say, a Thomas party or somewhere else uh, with Taliba coming and <laughs> with T&E uh, and all. I think, all right, we, can uh, I think
0: we can wrap it up with that uh, final verdict. Uh, thank you for joining, guys. Um, this is Anjan signing off. Thank you for listening. Please search Arsenal Bangalore on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and follow our official handles for all the updates.